0: Hello guys, welcome back to the Lean Muscle Warriors podcast, one of the best fitness and nutrition podcasts out there. So today me and you are going to talk about what's the fastest rhythm of fat loss without losing muscle. So say you want to get in the best shape of your life, you want to get rid of your fat, you want to reduce your body fat, and you want to make sure that you retain, if not increase, your muscle mass. muscle mass uh, that you worked hard for and uh, that is uh, so difficult to to increase of course when we are in a calorie deficit uh, things can get difficult like uh, retaining our muscle uh, is a real challenge so you know we don't want to just butcher down the calories uh, and lower the calories uh, as fast as we can because the more we lose, the, the, the faster we lose weight, and the more we lose muscle. And we know that from the research. So, what's the limit? What is the fastest rate that we can maintain our muscle with, and still get rid of the fat? So, we'll try to answer this question using this science to guide our uh, um, our thinking, our uh, <clears throat> our um, hello guys welcome back to the show so you know there are a few updates uh, in uh, vienna this is the first uh, day of uh, the i don't know endless lockdown that we have been experiencing but basically they put in place uh, another set of restrictions uh, and uh, yeah all of us in vienna we have to train with body weight uh, who whoever have set up at home Gym, they, they probably can continue their training. I personally have uh, removed the dust from uh, the rings, and I was very happy to do it. And this is, was uh, definitely a challenge. Uh, so I called myself complaining a lot, uh, and you know, this is something that I'm currently working on. So not uh, complaining about something and taking action that was that was very helpful. I was complaining, and um, the thought that I had as soon as I got to know that the gym would uh, have closed and uh, the following week, like this week, was uh, this is shit because uh, I cannot progress. It's like, okay, but why do you think that? Well, because you're currently following, my answer was because you're currently following a gym-based program and you're making good progress. So you're gonna have to interrupt that. But is it really true? Like when you challenge that thought, and I did, I was like, okay, but Francesco, is it really true? Sure, or are you just uh, upset uh, About the interruption of your program but actually you can make progress uh, with body weight too and we know that uh, you know the real challenge of body weight exercises is that they don't offer the possibility to make um, you know the exercise progressively heavier and more difficult because we cannot increase the load although we move our body weight and our body weight fluctuates so yeah if you're gaining weight that's that's a sort of progressive overload. And if you are wondering, um, yeah, we did an episode uh, of the podcast, episode 29, where you have 15 ways uh, to progress with bodyweight exercises. So yeah, like going back to the rings was uh, a nice uh, feeling. Also, because every time that I go back to bodyweight and gymnastic uh, strength training, I feel a massive pump. Like literally, like there is one exercise that I have clear in front of me, I can... I can talk about three exercises. Of course, I only did one session, so I can talk about my push session. But basically, rings, dips, and like in particular, like when you turn the thumbs out. So when you come up, your thumbs are all the way out. Like that, tougher, like a massive challenge. Why is that? And like it's so funny because the first time I get people to try this exercise, they're all shaky, right? And just holding the the body like straight so imagine like you're upright but you are like with your feet off the floor and you're supporting yourself just with your hands on the rings right along your body and if you feel your upper arm shaking a lot or your hands shaking a lot that has to do with your shoulder stability right so it's a sign that we need to work on your shoulder stability and most often than not this has to do with like either very big people, so people who have built a lot of muscle with weights, but they haven't worked a lot on their stability, joint stability, or people who usually struggle to grow their their chest. Because the shoulder instability doesn't make that person comfortable to load the weight and strong enough, uh, resilient enough uh, to load the weight uh, until the point where uh, progressing becomes actually difficult if not impossible so yeah shoulder stability and like joint stability in general is um is massively underrated because um, you know it's definitely used by strength coaches and like strength and conditioning coaches uh, and sport specific coaches because of course when it has to do with the performance uh, um you know you look at all these aspects of the human body And uh, this is a little bit uh, where I come from, you know, with my philosophy, uh, personally, with my training, uh, with uh, all my clients' training, uh, I always start uh, from the focus uh, um, on, of course, apart from the nutrition, but here we are just talking about training, you know, just uh, what you can do with your body, like improve your physical capabilities uh, and your features, uh, like strength, uh, coordination, uh, mobility, stability, your posture, and of course, like it's hard to focus on all these things in one. Um, and that's why you don't have to do it. Like you just just need to focus on one thing, and you can work on your shoulder stability, for example, during your warm up or on some period of time. Um, but you, you, it's Definitely not like you have to focus first on stability and then on just hypertrophy and then just strength. Like we know we can develop different skills at the same time. And also we know that we have uh, probably the best result uh, when we focus on just a few things at the same time, right? So, okay, l- talking about, um, you know, the lockdown. Hey, you know, it is a challenge. But uh, again, like challenge rewarding. My wording was literally like, this is bad, uh, it's not going to work out, uh, um, it's going to be suboptimal, therefore it's going to be a failure, right? And uh, this comes from, uh, you know, years and years and years of black and white thinking, where, uh, you know, I tended to be perfection, like a perfectionist. I wanted to have, uh, you know, perfect strikes uh, of workout and days of diet, uh, and I thought that that was the you know, key to to be successful. But in fact, every week presents a new set of challenges and every week is slightly different. So one week, you know, you have a bit more social event, one week you have a bit of a motivational issue. Like every week is not going to be perfect. And our job, our, um, you know, effort to to achieve our fitness goals, it's more like an activity of like getting adjusted to the situation and focus on action, focus on building system rather than, you know, having a perfect week. Okay, so in, in this case, uh, you know, this is suboptimal. I ha- literally have a 20 kilo dumbbell, gymnastic rings and a park where I can hang the gymnastic rings and do some pull-ups. So that's how we set up my training. You know, I definitely focus on upper body and I want to make progress because I know that lower body will not be uh, trained properly with such limited equipment. I mean, I'm a... Nearly hundred kilo guy, and uh, I can do, you know, 180 kilos uh, Romanian deadlift for reps. So, like any sort of training will be suboptimal to develop my legs even more, and definitely to get stronger. So, what can I do that at least allow me to maintain my legs and uh, further progress in my upper body? Well. Number one, I can channel my focus on my upper body and, uh, you know, just make progress. So really take notes of all the workouts, make sure that I'm progressing, adding reps, adding control, adding, um, you know, sets, uh, just adding and applying the progressive overload. So moving forward with the the upper body training and just uh, not saying I'm going to train and that's already a win. No, I want to keep making progress. Like... Mindset doesn't change because of the environmental issues. Um, I want to keep, you know, achieving my goals. And I'm motivated to do it because this is meaningful for me. It's a meaningful goal. So I actually don't have to push myself too much to do it. You know, the real challenge was like pushing myself to see the opportunity of the moment. Okay, that's a big difference. So, yeah, um, and what about my legs? Well, I have a plan. So one day I'm going to do tons of kettlebell swings. And there are research actually that shows that um, when you do enough of kettlebell swings, even with like 20, 24 kilos dumbbell or like even like 12 to 16 kilos dumbbell, depending on like your actual strength level. You can keep your um, uh, strength when you go back to lifting weights. So really looking forward to that. That's day one. Uh, it's gonna be fun. Um, I'm not gonna do them uh, do all the kettlebell swing in one sitting, and uh, I'll talk more about it. So don't worry about it. Um, and you can follow me on uh, Instagram at pavone fitness. Yeah, we change our uh, account name. We change the website name, and there are a few news that I'm going to mention. Um, in this episode but yeah i'll uh, do one day kettlebell swing and the other day which i did this morning sprinting Now we know from sprint like from the research that sprinting has similar um you know energy metabolism so basically it uses a similar um substance as a fuel than resistance training because you are doing short bursts of activities so you are using the anaerobic, uh, lactic, uh, and uh, alactic system. Uh, so basically, like, it's uh, not the aerobic system. It's not like this slow, steady state cardio. Okay, I, I'm not interested in that. That's great for, for cardiovascular health, uh, um, you know, and recovery, and, you know, just uh, mood. Uh, um, not just uh, it's, it's an easy thing to do. Right? Low impact, uh, relatively low impact. If you go for a jog, it has more impact on your knees uh, than sprinting or walking. That's another reason why I like sprinting. It uh, it has a challenge. um, uh, It's fun. It's quick and intensive. Right? So this morning I did uh, eight sprints of of 30 seconds and with one minute uh, slash one minute and 30 rest. See, I'm not like... uh, um, I'm not doing this uh, with the purpose of uh, burning calories. I'm doing this with the with the purpose of maxing out when I'm doing the sprints. So in this way, I'm really using all uh, my creatine phosphate, my ATP, um, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just fun. And it basically, like, can, uh, um, it, it won't elicit, like, any massive hypertrophy, but it definitely like engage a certain type of uh, fast twitch uh, muscle fiber, which uh, I wouldn't engage like with uh, you know, tons of uh, goblet uh, body weight uh, or goblet kettlebell squat, for example. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the next uh, few weeks. Uh, and luckily enough, like they extended the lockdown. I mean, I don't want to say anything, but yeah, I'm just not going to say anything. Uh, I hope they will open in three weeks. But yeah, like I have my reservation in regards to that, and um, you know, so I'm looking forward to the next three weeks. So, going back to to our point, like what was the topic that I imagined to discuss with you today? And this is a topic that uh, um, you know ar- arose from one of the many conversations I have with uh, our members every week about fat loss so of course like when you want to lose weight when you want to lose fat depending on your initial body fat and your body size but like every every situation is a bit different right because we all have a a different idea of aesthetic or like being in shape like to me being in good shape now would mean okay adding five kilos of muscle mass and lower my body fat to five percent okay so I need a long-term plan to do it because it wouldn't be possible to do it just with a cut. If I'm will start a cut now, of course I can get down to five percent body fat. But who's gonna tell me that I will look different uh, than last year? And this is uh, very important. Like it might sound uh, stupid or like uh, shallow to you, but uh, really, like uh, the point of doing this, uh, it's uh, a because I'm. Having fun, B because uh, I like to be inspiring for other people, and C because I like to see the transformation. And the transformation doesn't have to be, you know, the before and after. But the transformation is also I, I have the same same approach for like. Other areas of life uh, and other skills like writing uh, and like my personal relationship, uh, my ability to increase my worth uh, and so on. Right. So like every like this concept of growth uh, mindset uh, can and the transformation and the journey can be applied to many areas of life. Like we tend to apply to fitness. Uh, that's very common. Uh, um, but like yeah, you find also other people who Uh, other people who use other ways so not necessarily like the one and only way to do it Um, but yeah like uh, if uh, we then think about it like uh, we can lose muscle as we lose weight right so we need to um, find a way that allow us to at some point, like depending on your situation, you might decide at some point, okay, you are close enough to a certain goal. It could be like a, a day where you want to be look great on a beach, it could be a college reunion party. It could be like the end of the year, like a party celebration or whatever at your workplace. So you want to just look good and you have uh, and you set yourself like you give yourself eight to six, 16 weeks. Um, probably eight to 12 weeks, uh, it's where most people want to um, end their cut. Uh, some people will, some folks will definitely need more. I had clients that were on a cut for uh, even two years because they had so much fat to lose uh, and their uh, situation didn't allow them to be aggressive or like more or less aggressive. We just had to do like the bad, we, we just could do the bare minimum. So we had to um, consider two years to reach their goals. But most folks want to land somewhere between the eight. Uh, I would say eight to sixteen weeks. Where um, you know, I, I know a lot of people who can just do fine with twelve weeks of cut, and uh, like in most cases, you want to consider more because uh, like you want to pre-consider that some weeks won't go well, right? So that you won't uh, feel like extremely stressful. Um, and, uh, yeah, so when I get rid of fat, uh, wanna retain muscle, so what's the best rate uh, of weight loss? And we know that, uh, you know, if you want to get in shape and lose fat, uh, build muscle, uh, weight uh, and body weight in general, uh, some folk will, folks will be confused about this, uh, but I think it's very important to, to, to mention it. Your body weight has to go down, right? So that's what we talk about in this episode. Like, and to go down, you need to create a calorie deficit. Now, how are we able to retain the muscle mass? Well, we have basically, I always say two, but plus one factor. So one, it's uh, your protein balance. So. If you have enough protein in your bloodstream, and at the end of a certain period of time, we can talk about the 12 weeks, if you have consumed more protein than what your body needed to restore and recover, we know that protein are not necessary just to build muscle, but they are extremely important. I mean, they are the enzymes. Like, every enzyme is a protein. So, like, they are extremely important in all the reactions that happen in the body like without an enzyme enzyme is basically like a a, like a protein that allow a reaction and a biochemical reaction to happen in the body so without protein we're really like fucked (laughs) and like we need to get enough protein to be healthy like i i'm never gonna get tired to mention this because every time i say i mention about the protein you know I might sound like the bodybuilder who wants to get those protein, but really, like, we need to get protein as well for health. So, we need a positive protein balance, so a net protein balance. So, you know, we'll mention a few uh, ranges, uh, but we talked about it in the previous episodes. Uh, um, we need to get those protein in, and it's a challenge for all of us, So, but that's uh, one thing that we can do to make sure that we are doing our best to retain our muscle. So we need to get those protein and consistently. So make sure that you do that. The second thing is resistance training. So if you can apply some sort of progressive overload um, during your cut, do it. Because without that, it's actually impossible to build muscle without the stimulus coming from the mechanical tension um, we apply uh, on our muscle and our bones and our structure we won't retain more muscle. We won't get that toned look. Now, it doesn't mean that we won't lose weight. We will lose weight and fat, but our look will um, end up more flat. Now, don't I, I didn't say flat because the reality is uh, it's not that you will not eat protein at all. The reality is that you might just under eat protein on some days so you know the people who do well and usually we're talking about you know bodybuilders or coaches or personal trainers or like lifestyle bodybuilders like fitness models what they do is they get enough protein consistently because they have a structure it's important to them they know it's important to them um and uh, that's why you know i repeat it uh, it's super important to get those protein super important to get those workouts if you want to look lean and toned now what ties into the workout is your recovery so you know like your ability to train what your ability to apply this uh, famous progressive overload is also like down to your ability to recover from a certain workout so make sure that you do that because um, when you are in an energy deficit so when you're trying to lose weight and you are reducing your food intake and increasing your level of activity totally it will be a challenge to increase uh, the load uh, or uh, do more reps uh, or just like getting better and observe some sort of progress. It will be harder because you are in an energy deficit and so you w- w- it will be your recovery. Like, you know, you won't have those massive uh, amount of pasta and rice uh, and like just the calories. You won't have the energy to recover as much. But don't expect to be weak straight away, right? I w- the last uh, bodybuilding competition I did for the first, first four weeks of a diet when I was losing about, um, so there was uh, like seven to 900 grams a week. Okay. So pretty fast, but I was still like able to maintain my performance. So actually my relative strength, so the strength compared to my body weight was going up because I was able to maintain the performance, but the body weight was going down. Okay. So, and also like, it really depends, like when we talk about strength, like which exercise are we talking about? Um, Because you might have to lower, like, as you lose five kilos, you might have to lower the bar on the deadlift, but you might be able to do a couple more pull-ups just because you are more light. Okay? So moving on is uh, the question that I get is, uh, um, you know, am I pushing hard enough? And uh, I want you to consider the factors that ties in uh, into how much fat you can lose every week, right? So the factor number one is mainly, like, how big you are. And uh, fact number two is uh, how much body fat you have to start with. Of course, like the bigger you are and the more body fat you have, uh, the the faster you can lose weight and fat. And uh, the smaller you are and the less body fat you have, the slower you should lose body weight and body fat. Okay, so, like, how do I know that I'm not uh, losing muscle? Well, this is uh, super important, super duper important, uh, and, uh, like, you won't have that clarity, okay? You won't have uh, that certainty 100%. So tr- stop trying. Literally, that's, uh, that's one thing, like, we know, we n- like, we will definitely know with the, um, more uh, certainty where we are at. Right? when we're dead, we can actually like dissect our cadaver and uh, you know, weigh the fat, weigh the fat-free mass, uh, and just uh, observe like the real numbers and say, oh, "Okay, I was uh, you know in my life 10 percent, 11 percent, 12 percent." But until that. Uh, you, like, stop wondering, okay? So you can just have a rough idea. That will be more than enough for the purpose of this show and this calculation. So, like, luckily, I was able to find some data from the researcher, Dr. Alpert, who basically, like, was able to come up with a really interesting formula to help us in in, in this moment. Because, okay, we, just to sum it up, we know that to lose fat and to retain more muscle, we need to be in a calorie deficit, okay? We know that the calorie deficit has to be long enough uh, to reduce the body fat to the point where we see our muscle and we see more definition, and the length of this, uh, okay, will, determine, will be determined by how lean we want to be and uh, um, how big we are and how much body fat we have uh, to start with. We know that bigger people can lose fat faster, And people with a higher body fat can lose fat faster. Leaner people and smaller people should lose slightly slower. We'll make the case as well for women that should lose slower. Um, So yeah, um, research from Dr. Alpert was uh, great because um, him and his researcher team had a look at how quickly body fat uh, can be released um, without a reduction of the fat-free mass. And the calculation, it's pretty simple. So I hope that you have pen and paper, but basically you wanna uh, time your uh, body weight. So I'm gonna do the calculation in uh, kilos because I know that most of the people who are listening are from uh, Europe, although we have some listener from Canada and uh, US. So um, yeah, for simplicity, we'll do it in kilo. Um, And uh, you can always like uh, um, times per 2.2, um to to have the same uh, in uh, in pound okay so your uh, body weight in kilos uh, times your percentage so your body fat percentage so let's say that you like you estimate your 12 percent you would times per 12 and then you times that uh, per 55 to 69 now what is this number These numbers are based on the fact that uh, um, the Dr. Alpert estimated that the maximum rate of fat loss would be 69 calories per kilogram of fat each day. Now, later, the author uh, reviewed the data and came up with a different number, which was 55 calories. So, you know, if you use 69, you are going to have a a slightly faster fat loss. So use more 69 if you are a bit bigger or, uh, yeah, you have a a higher uh, fat to start with. But if you are smaller and you have less fat to start with, uh, feel free to use 55. And uh, basically, if you are 100 kilos and 30% body fat, um, again, like if you use uh, 55, uh, you would lose uh, 13.2 kg in eight weeks, right? So your body weight uh, would be um, 83.44 uh, to 86.8 and um, that uh, if you if you want uh, you can always uh, use a simple version of this formula which works super simple it's uh, your body fat in percentage uh, divided by 20 and that would give you the percentage of the body weight that you can lose the, every week so again men 100 kilos 30% body fat uh, um, we come up with roughly hmm let's do recalcula- this calculation uh, in live so we take 100 times per 30 then we which is your in, in the body fat in percentage then we times that uh, per 69 and then we times that per 7 days then we divide that by 7000 and then we divide everything per the body weight so we get 100 divided a 100 it's two point zero seven. So this this guy could lose two uh, percent of his current body weight every week. That's roughly two kilos a week, right? So if we times that per eight weeks, uh, that's sixteen kilos. Okay, so that's that's super cool. Now another example, um, and I'm not gonna do the whole calculation. And again, take uh, thirty and divide it by twenty. So this is the body fat. Uh, you divide it by twenty, and you got uh, the same. So you got. Uh, Uh, 1.5 is slightly different, uh, um, and that's why, like, you have a range, right? So if you do the the same formula again, you you do the the calculation, and you get 100 times uh, 30 times uh, uh, 55 this time, times 7, divided by 7,000, divided by 100, and then I got 1.65 so you the most uh, accurate formula give you a rate of fat loss slightly faster now the other formula works well and uh, it's aligned with the like the guidelines that you see around like if you use the other formula, you probably come up with a number that is either 0.5% of your current body weight per week or 1.5% of your current body weight per week, right? And that's why it's a common guideline from coaches to say, hey, if you want to be aggressive and you have a lot of fat to lose to start with, and you're a big guy or a big woman, you'll probably have to lose 1 to 1.5% of your current body weight every week, right? Um, In my experience, most people can lose 0.8 to 1% uh, of their current body weight per week. So again, a guy who starts at 70 kilos can definitely lose like 700 grams a week. Right. And instead, if you are very lean, so here we're talking more about athletes or bodybuilders or just people who, you know, have more experience, have built more muscle and they're not too, you know, fat to start with. So they are actually quite lean. Um, Well, those people, they have to lose slower, right? 0.5 to 0.8% for very lean people. Now... I know you might be wondering hey Francesco I read a recent article um, that you wrote on in September that's only a 7 minute read I'll uh, link it in the show notes same I will link as well the uh, link to the research of Dr Alpert and basically in the article uh, which is which is titled uh, what everyone how to know about aggressive dieting for fast uh, result, uh, um, you know, I say that uh, there are actually some benefits from being more aggressive than this and lose faster. And ultimately that, uh, you know, you can lose uh, with a faster, like with a more aggressive deficit uh, and that it comes down to your psychology. Although that article is referring more to a consistency perspective. So it's like, okay, will I lose my plot and actually like feel really bad and hungry and will I have like a major downside in my life if I go faster than this? Well, the point is, uh, it seems to be like really down to your psychology. Like some people, they're motivated by early results and can be more aggressive with their cat throughout. Um, This is as well something that works well if you've been stuck in your situation for a while. Uh, But also, like, there are um, limitations to the study that we use to to write articles uh, because they don't look uh, at uh, the specific body composition of the subject. uh, They just look uh, at uh, overall uh, consistency and weight loss result. uh, uh, So we don't talk talk about fat loss and muscle result. uh, We just talk about weight loss result. uh, And as well, stuff like uh, longevity, biomarkers, uh, and metabolic adaptation to fat loss, uh, um so it was just like choose slightly different uh, studies but we know something we need to start with uh, what's uh, relevant to us and what's uh, important for us right so you know there is a difference uh, between someone who wants to retain his muscle and get rid of his belly fat and someone who you know is convinced that he cannot lose 5 kilos Right, and he's 130 kilos, and he never lost weight, so he just needs to lose it and prove himself that he needs to lose, that he can lose it. So, um, other other calculation, guys. If you are a man and you're 75 kilos and you're 20% body fat, running this quick calculation, you can lose between 6.6 uh, 6 kg and 8.2 kg in eight weeks. Um, if you are a woman and you are 60 kg and you are 28% body fat, well, you can lose somewhere between 7.3 kg and 9.12 kg in eight weeks. This might seem a lot, this might seem little to you, but just so that you know, like this um, this data, it's a line, uh, like it ties nicely with another study that found that uh, 0.7% loss per week maintained lean mass and training performance in athletes uh, better than 1% per week. So it seems like that if you are very lean and uh, you don't have a lot of fat to lose, but you have muscle, so you want to retain them, you should uh, be more conservative. Like you shouldn't lose uh, uh, fat uh, fast because otherwise you lose as well some muscle along the way. Now, keep in mind that you will lose some muscle uh, along the way anyway. Uh, We have research on uh, competitive bodybuilders uh, that shows that even competitive bodybuilders who are pretty good in uh, um, losing fat and building muscle, lose some muscle as they uh lose fat so uh, roughly if we uh, if i don't recall bad like you can lose between uh, for every kilo of body weight that you can that you lose like roughly 70 80 uh, percent can come from fat and the rest uh, will be water and muscle so um we, we definitely like know that we can do our best uh, by doing um, a few things very well. One is making sure that we follow the appropriate rate of loss uh, for our uh, situation. So uh, 1 to 1.5% every week, um, heavy people, people with a lot of body fat to start with, 0.8 to 1% uh, most people, 0.5 to 0.8% very lean people. And we're talking about sub 10% uh, for uh, um, sub-12% for men and sub-19% for women, right? So, um, yeah, just a couple of notes. Uh, women, they have to go slower. Why? Because they have more essential fat than men, which is not released as uh, fast as with men. That's why also, like, women have, like, uh, their menstrual cycle, which uh, create a little bit of a hormonal difference, uh, different situation, which impact uh, the w- fluid balance and ultimately the weight on the scale. That's why with our female client, we look at the weight average across the month, across four weeks before we make any adjustment to the diet. With our male, our men's, we um, we just look at the average body weight per week. Uh, if a week is, uh, you know, the body weight is, is told, not a problem. But if uh, for a couple of weeks the body weight has uh, told, well, the reality is that there is either a... a lacking in the tracking system either uh, like a leak where uh, hey maybe i'm eating like 300 calories a day more than i think and i don't know it so i would check that i would check as well how is the recovery how is the performance uh, how is the hunger and uh, most likely than not uh, you know the person just need to you know get back on track with his mindset and just making sure that he's uh, what he's tracking uh, he's actually eating, that he's not eating more than that. And also that he's uh, on point with these steps. Hey, at some point, we will have to move more to keep losing weight. And depending on how lean you are, you might have to really, you know, pull up the sleeve and be dedicated with this. But in, uh, we are talking about 10% of the cases, okay, in 90% of the cases, like you can lose weight and fat, you know, slowly, slowly, slowly without too much effort and uh, without too much motivation right? Uh, You just have to pick up the system uh, that works for you. And then there is like um, a massive uh, end (laughs) uh, because you need to get support. You need to get some sort of uh, system where you have someone uh, asking you how you're doing. Hey, how is it going? You know, compared to last week. So this is crucial. Also, it's crucial for your fun, your commitment to the whole program, uh, and ultimately, like uh, to the likelihood that you get results. So that's about it, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, so that you know, I am uh, doing uh, a little uh, uh, seven days uh, um, promotion. So if you leave a review from the platform you're listening to, um, I'm going to give you hundred euro and I'm going to pick up the winner in seven days. So this is how you can take part. You want to leave a review okay take a screen leave a five-star review take a screenshot of your review send it to me on instagram at uh, pavone fitness and i will select the winners at the end of this week all right so you can find me as well on instagram at pavone fitness make sure that you give me a follow and let me know what you're up to so that we can have a little chat and uh, that's uh, it for today's episode but before uh, I say bye, I want to share with you as well an episode uh, of the podcast that I'm listening to. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan of uh, Dr. Mike Isratel. I feel like he's a great uh, coach and he knows his stuff uh, and he's checked. So, he definitely knows what he's talking about. And uh, RP, Renaissance Periodization, uh, the company he helped to build. Uh, Um, they have a podcast and they're great. So if you go back uh, to the uh, August this year, so there are two episodes um, on nutrition and they're called uh, Dr. Mike on Nutrition Facts or Fiction. So uh, yeah, I love those uh, episodes just because they are so practical and uh, I hope that you enjoy them too. So hey, looking forward to the next one from Coach Francesco's Everything. Ciao, ciao.